Welcome to the Die Hard Hoops podcast bonus episode. And here's what I think you should expect over the next few weeks as the NBA playoffs roll in. Taylor, avid NBA uh, watcher, especially come playoff time. And uh, as I hit my camp um, tour, my brother Micah is also going to be working a lot of camps this summer for me. So uh, we'll be watching a lot of basketball together and we'll be spending a lot of time in the car so we can hit record on the phone. How cool is technology? We can hit record on the phone and do some of our podcasts uh, as we reflect and travel from one place to the next running our basketball camp. So expect a lot more podcasts within this next month, especially surrounding NBA basketball. Uh, and we'll also talk about um, kind of some other things that we're, we're thinking about the game of basketball in general. Um, Micah and I will also, Micah has his own podcast called the Hooper's Edge. And uh, so you can expect um, some episodes about basketball training, player development there as well. But with this one, I wanted to specifically talk about the play-in games, give a couple personal predictions. Um, starting in the, in the East, and this is how the play-in games work. Okay, you have the 7th, 8th, ninth, and 10th seeds. They're all in the plan. The 7 and 8 play one another in a, a winner-take-all game, and whoever wins that game becomes the 7th seed. You have the 9 and the 10th seed play. Whoever wins that game must win another game against the loser of the 7 and 8 game. And the loser of the 9-10 game, well, they're just out. So the... Seven and eight seed, they need to win one out of two in order to make the playoffs. The nine and the ten, they need to go two and zero oh in order to get the eighth seed. So you're either playing the Philadelphia 76ers if you get the eight seed, or you're playing the Brooklyn Nets if you get the two seed. Um, Boston Celtics will play the Washington Wizards. How cool a story has it been with Westbrook and Beal um, from injuries and COVID and quarantine and all these things. And now they're one of the hottest teams in the league. I mean, very, very uh, great story. And who knows what to make of the Celtics. I mean, they just look like a mess. I know they've they've had a lot of COVID issues as well. Um, Man, they've just been up and down all season long. So my predictions, I'm picking the Wizards to beat the Celtics and get the number two seed, and how cool is this going to be? You're going to have Russell Westbrook going up against his former teammate, Kevin Durant. Oh, he also has another former teammate on that, James Harden on that team. That's going to be must-see TV. I'm excited about these playing games. You have the Pacers and the Hornets. The Pacers, hmm, I want to see the Hornets play. I want to see the Hornets play. LaMelo Ball was my Rookie of the Year pick. A great pick by me. He's going to win Rookie of the Year uh, for sure. And that's with the broken wrist that he missed a bunch of games. He's still going to get Rookie of the Year. So what I see happening is the Charlotte Hornets are going to play the Boston Celtics. And this is going to be interesting because Charlotte Hornets have Terry Rozier. Celtics didn't want to play him. They shipped him out for Kemba Walker, who's now on the Celtics. Has all this planned out and worked great for the Celtics? Not. I mean, there were, people were picking this team to, you know, be a true finals contender in Eastern Conference, you know, fighting for the top. And here they are at 36 and 36 to finish the regular season. So I think Boston has too much talent, even with Jalen Brown being out 
And so I do see Celtics beating the Hornets. A little bit of uh, inexperience with the with the Hornets. Although, let me say this. As, as I'm saying this, I'm, I'm starting to... Let's just go for it. Let's just go for it. I changed my mind mid-podcast. The, the Hornets have Gordon Hayward. They have Rozier. There's just going to be too much bad blood between those guys wanting to beat their former team. I think that's what puts them over to the edge. There's a lot of youth. Miles Bridges, a must-see player. LaMelo Ball, a must-see player. I don't know. The interior defense is pretty poor on both sides. I don't know how either team is really going to stop each other. But let's go with this. Charlotte Hornets go 2-0. And you have the Washington Wizards as the 7th seed. You have the Charlotte Hornets as the 8th seed as the playoffs roll around. That's my prediction. And if you ask me uh, tomorrow, that prediction might change. Going to the West. This is good. This is good stuff. The 7 and 8 seed. Lakers against Warriors, the 9 and 10 seed, Grizzlies against the Spurs. Again, same thing. So it really comes down, I think, to who are you trying to play? Do you want to play Utah, who's the number one? you want to play Phoenix, who's the second seed? Now, um, when I think about how the Lakers match up, they're not worried about who they're going to play. They don't. They just need to win one of these next two games. With that said, with their first round game against the Warriors, I don't see how the Warriors can match up with LeBron or Anthony Davis. Sure, the Lakers can't match up with Curry either, but if Curry drops 40, I mean, that's still not even a guarantee that they're going to win that game. Too much size and strength around the basket. LeBron can post up, AD can post up. I think they're going to play volleyball on the boards, and I see the Lakers winning and becoming the seventh seed and taking out the the Phoenix Suns in the first round of the playoffs. That leaves the Warriors to play the winner of the Grizzlies and the Spurs. Now, the Spurs are well below. I mean, the the Grizzlies won 38 games. The Spurs won 33. I mean, you could really be like, man, the Spurs don't even deserve to be in the playoff game, but they are. Listen, they got Popovich as the coach. It's one of the best coaches of all time. One game, winner take all. I got the Spurs beating the Grizzlies in a one-game winner take all, and then it's going to be Spurs against the Warriors. You got Steve Kerr going against one of his mentors, Greg Popovich, for the last and final playoff spot. And that's where I think you know, Popovich, being a great guy, Loving his his players, coaches that have all come before him. They're going to have kind of some, some friendly things going back and forth. They're going to have a great scouting report um, for, for Curry. But I think um, Curry is well beyond any other player on the court. He's that much better. And so they're going to win, and they're going to be the eighth seed. And although I don't see the Warriors beating the Utah Jazz in a seven-game series, I predict that to be six or seven games. I think they're going to give them a real run, run for their money. But all in all, Jazz have too much, too much size, too much flexibility. Um, they're really well coached, and uh, the Jazz are going to going to knock out the Warriors in the first round. So that's a little bit of the plan, what it looks like. 
Now that it went down to the final game as far as the seedings, who's in, who's out, the Lakers were one win away from being as high as a five or a six seed. And uh, it's just really interesting how it worked out because Dallas won 42 games, Portland won 42 games, Lakers won 42 games. Um, but based on all the, the head-to-heads and everything like that, the Lakers are in the plan. Interestingly enough, the Clippers worked their way down to the four seed after they had kind of been in the three seed for a while. Um, they worked their way down to four seed. So they're going to get a rematch in the first round against the Dallas Mavericks. Very interesting. The Mavericks, uh, <clears throat> has, as we know, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to say, to say the least. I can't wait to watch the Clippers. I could care less about what they did during the regular season. I want to see what they do now when the money's on the line. And with the Western Conference, every single series is going to be a big one. Now, the way that this works out, if the Lakers win and get the seventh seed, and assuming that they win their semifinal game series in the Western Conference, and the Clippers beat the Mavericks, and then the Clippers beat the winner of the Utah Jazz series in the next round, that could shape up for a potential Clippers-Lakers Western Conference final. Now, how cool would that be? Now, because there's so many great teams within the Western Conference, you're going to get a great series either way. But that's the way the standings shook out. I'm pretty sure that the Clippers did that on purpose to drop down so they wouldn't have to play the Lakers until much later in the playoffs. And uh, we'll find out if that was the that was the right move. So that will be very interesting to keep your eyes on. One series that I did want to highlight in the Eastern Conference, and that's the number three seeded Milwaukee Bucks are playing the number six seeded Miami Heat. Man, I wish this wasn't a first round series. I wish, I mean, this could be an Eastern Conference final series and I would be so, so pumped. I can't believe that this is a first round series of the Bucks and the Heat going after each other. Two really, really good teams. These are two of of all my teams in the Eastern Conference. These are my two favorite teams. Those are my two favorite teams. So it hurts me um, because one of those teams isn't going to to move any farther. But I'm really, really intrigued to see um, the game plan for Giannis. Giannis has some some teammates, higher level, more playoff type teammates uh, with, with Holiday, with Tucker. I think they they've gone through enough bumps and bruises over the past couple years. I think they're going to be ready. Miami Heat. They've won eight of their last 10 games, as have the Bucks, by the way. So both of these teams are playing at a really high level the right time of year. Butler again, he turns it on. He takes his game up a notch. He's playing like a top 10 player in the league. Yes, it's true. A top 10 player in the league. Guy is amazing. Does it all. And he does it without shooting threes. It can be done. So it's going to be really interesting to see those teams play. Um, man, I really have no idea who's going to, to win that. I can see um, the, the Bucks going back, reverting to iso ball with Giannis up top, which is not his strength as all, at all. I can see the heat starting to wall up. And that's the end of the Milwaukee Bucks. If they use Giannis 
off the ball, if they use them in the post, they let them run in transition, but they don't give them the ball in late clock situations, and they let Middleton and they let Holiday do the work, put Giannis in more ball screen situations where he's the screener instead of the ball handler. Now I see some some opportunities that the Bucks can can use, but they haven't done that in the past. So will they change some of their offensive structure to get away from the Giannis centric? half-court offense. If they do that, I think they win. So it really is is dependent on how they use Giannis in the half-court that can determine their success and whether they win or lose in this series. All going to be very, very interesting to see. So NBA playoffs, play-in game starts off Wednesday, and uh, you can expect a lot of reactions later in the week as those games develop. Thanks again for listening. You guys need anything, you want us to speak on any topics, please let Taylor, Micah, or myself know. We're happy to touch on any of these specific topics. And I'm pumped. After a summer of running very few basketball camps, we have the biggest, busiest summer of Kramer basketball camps that we have ever had. So I'm really excited to get after it, start traveling around. And um, so I'm sure we'll be talking a lot about player development on this as we move throughout the summer. Thanks again for listening. Get after it today.